Welcome to Arcade Attack. Player one, please press start. Gentlemen, start your engines. Player two has now entered the game. Player three, choose your weapon. Hello and welcome to another Arcade Attack podcast. Oh yeah. My name's Keith and as always I'm here with Gillen. Hello. Everyone. <laughs> you were supposed to think of something new and exciting each time. You've done bonjour um, and... Um, oh god. Um, konnichiwa. Ah, ah, nice, nice. And Adrian? I'm happy to be here again. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. <laughs> Have you guys been? Yeah, it's been a while since you've been in the same room together. It's trying really to get good. through... Trying to get through winter and this horrible weather. The darkness. And, and, yeah. It's good because bad weather outside equals more games playing. More inside. game time. Uh, that's a good formula, isn't it? It is a good formula. <laughs> so what have you guys been playing at the moment? Anything exciting retro-wise? Well, or? If, if you had the chance, you might have actually heard our recent podcast on Silent Hill 2, which was, I think, a few weeks back. If you so haven't, why not? It, it's up there, trust me. It's one of our <laughs> best bits of work, I think. Um, it's about that. As you, you know, if you listen to it, you know, I haven't, I own the game, but I only got it at Christmas, so I'm, only, I'm still playing, getting into it now, I haven't completed it yet, uh, I've got to the hospital. Oh no, so, um, oh, Hospital. Oh, that's the one, it's, uh, it's, oof. you know what, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the game, yep. it is, it's quite intense, it, it, it sucks you in, I think. It's chilling, but in it a lovely chilling. way. And I, when I was, when I, you know, when Keith was, and yourself didn't talk about the other day, saying, you know, oh, the HD version... It's not going to, you know, it's no way it's good. It's like, meh, I don't know, you know. But looking back now on the PlayStation 2, probably getting involved in it. Uh, I, I understand now. The grittiness. It's just so mm. The edginess. We've got to stop saying how great it is. <laughs> yeah, we'll thought, eventually stop going on yeah. and on about Silent Hill 2. But, but, but it deserves it. I can now yeah. understand what, what you guys are on about. You know, before, before the podcast we recorded, yeah. I was just playing it very casually and not really getting into it. But now, I'm, the, the story's really got me, in, in, you know, we should do a follow-up Silent Hill Part 2. Part 2. as it's such a heavy game, mm. I thought, through the darkness, I need a bit of light. So I did <laughs> treat myself very recently to a new game. A game that brings back a lot of good memories. <laughs> um, I used to, I probably played about 10 years ago on the PS2 and I sort of lost <laughs> that version. We love Katamari. Great game. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> it's... Could you name a game more opposite than Silent Hill 2? It's, yeah. It's pretty much is the polar opposite, isn't it? It really is. Although it, it is kind of destruction, but on like, again, like, like a different kind of level, isn't That's it? That's right, yeah. Flat, flattening a whole town. Yeah, true. But in a fun way. In a more like fun, cuddly way. Yeah. It's what? just, so if I'm feeling a bit, oh, this heavy, Silent Hill 2 is a bit heavy, I chuck on a bit of Wheel of Katamari, and it just makes it me makes very, very nice. happy. Yeah. I might even talk about it on a future pod because there's a bit of a story behind it for me but I won't talk about it now oh, it's an interesting game isn't it it so is and it's an interesting sure game there's a story there to, it's to a very told. interesting game a very original game and I, I often like games uh, that are very different from previous games I've played that's why I always like to you know it sort of evolves into a genre I get into mm. but this is very different and very original and it, it, something about it 10 years ago was like whoa mm. so I thought to myself I need a game that brings us some happy memories, and it really has actually. It's great idea. Excellent. Great yeah, idea. thank you. So overall, Silent Hill Two. We love Katamari. I mean, what what is there more you want in life, really? <laughs> what about you? Do you been playing much um, recently? I took the plunge and finally got a Dreamcast. Ooh. Oh yes, Sega's last Yay. ever console. 
And it's funny because I remember people slagging off at the time. People still slag it off now on our some like Twitter feeds, Facebook feeds. I always hear something negative about it. I think it's a great console. I it is a great console. I've, I've got I've got a shed load of games with it, and they're all great. Um, it's it's a bit like it's a bit like a PlayStation Plus, but not quite as not quite as dynamic as a PS2. And obviously, the PS2 had a much better mm. um, library. But mm. it is like it's it's. I think at the time it kind of suffered from being a bridging console, but it's great in its own right. It oh, did. Yeah. It suffered from some of the things that the Saturn did, and that there wasn't a lot of third-party mm. support. So there's some great games that Sega made for it. It was probably quite hard to develop. Um, on. I mean, I, I, Sega have been sort of hit and miss with their development kits over the years. I'd like to. I'd like to do a, a Dreamcast pod at some point. Oh yeah, we would do. I mean, like you, I, I came to it late. I only got mine last year. You came to it late. And I Adrian it. had one. Long- when we were kids. Well, yeah, you had it the first time around, didn't you? I, I had it for a long time. I have to confess, though, even though I owned the console and played on the console, it wasn't a game, it wasn't a console I spent hours and hours mm. playing. It was a bit like what Dylan was saying. I had the PlayStation 1, then the Dreamcast, then the PS2. And the PS2 just kind of steamrolled. It, it kind yeah. of took over, and I feel a little bit like I didn't give the Dreamcast as much chance as it probably deserved. Mm. I have a lot of respect for it. Yeah. And I think my respect's grown over time, yeah. if that makes sense. But at the end... I think his reputation's grown over time. It didn't. I mean, it, it was discontinued within two years. That's yeah, crazy, no, man. You wouldn't just, hear just, that about a console now. Like consoles no, but I mean, Sega fun. were in a mess. Even the Wii U had a bigger life than that. The, yeah, the Wii, that's true. It had a longer <laughs> lifespan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great console, and I'm mm. sure we'll, we'll talk about it again in the future. Man, I've got some great, great um, what did you get with racing it? games with it. Yeah, um, yeah plenty I of those. Got, um, MSR, which, is yes. racing, which is great, great game. Difficult. I'll be having a borrow of that. Uh, yeah, of course. And I bought um, Sega GT the other day as well. Again, mm. great racing game. I think Sega are just dons at making racing. Well, the fair was the thing with Sega when it came to like their arcade ports mm. to the Saturn and the Dreamcast, they were spot on. Spot on, man. But it's been playing that. Um, two Made Last Revelations, pretty decent. Quake Three Arena is pretty decent. Actually, it's pretty good on the Dreamcast. So. Uh, Virtual Fighter. You can't, you know. You can't yeah, have, it sounds like you you've got a few of the ones I got. And yeah, I got my bundle. Three TC. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty sweet. Can I? Did you get Half Life in that bundle by any chance? No, obviously. What <laughs> <laughs> one of the rarest games in the Dreamcast apparently worth? I think even in the thousands apparently. Yeah, it's crazy. Really? Yeah. It's crazy rare because yeah. they pulled it, didn't they? Ah, uh, okay. They pulled I didn't it know before. That. Four or half, just in case you've got <laughs> borrow, borrow it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then run away. Borrow it and like, disappear forever. Yeah. Yeah, I saw um, in Play Nation. I saw Shenmue Two. Sixty five quid. If yeah, I need. I need. Yeah. I do need to get it, but <laughs> it's a bit steep. But then I was lucky. I got Shenmue in the bundle that I got last year, the Dreamcast bundle. I got, and what on its own that goes for about fifty quid at least. So. I, have to try and get I was that. pretty lucky there. Try and get it cheap. If anyone can get me a cheap coffee, uh, please let me. We're know. in the market <laughs> for a cheap Shenmue. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, me personally. Um, I will be talking about my Saturn addiction at some point. <laughs> um, so you'll be hearing more about that. I won't go into that now. Needless to say, I've spent oh a lot God, of listeners. money on it. Listeners, seriously, when I had a PlayStation 1, this guy was banging on about the Saturn. I remember, <laughs> I remember us going around his house and playing FIFA and the, the net doesn't move. The net didn't move. Hey, you... <laughs> yeah, alright, FIFA wasn't so good on it. You know, mm. It wasn't perfect. <laughs> I don't mind And I eventually got a PS1, but I, I love my Saturn and... You'll hear more about that later. But uh, apart from that, 
I've mostly been playing Resident Evil 7, which will surprise no one that's listened to any of our previous podcasts. Because um, <laughs> you like new games. Well, I like new games, well, but also I always mention Resident Evil all yeah. the time. You did let but me Until Dawn, which I've been playing quite a lot as Until well. Dawn, that's good. I've been playing new stuff. I never said you didn't. I'm, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> hey, hey man, don't get so defensive. I'm playing the new stuff, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, RE7, if you can, play it. It's awesome. Yeah, maybe if you lend it me, I'll play it. I will lend it to you. <laughs> I'm telling the listeners to play it. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, but, yeah, I'll go into the Saturn stuff at a later date. So listeners, you obviously know where this, where, where that music is from. Hell yeah. You guys know where it's from. <laughs> of course we do. What I think is possibly the best computer game ever made. Oh, whoa! That's a big cool. Whoa! I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Oh man. yeah. Oh yeah. I put my cojones on the line here. <laughs> I know you love it. I know you love and it. And I've played a lot of games, listeners. I've played it's more true. games. You've had hot dinners. Than you and you've had hot dinners. Yeah, than I've had hot dinners. <laughs> and I have hot dinners every day. Oh my god! <laughs> I know, man. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Classic. Number seven. Number seven. The Not first number one. No, but okay. number one on UK shores. Oh, there you mm. go. The first one to be, I think, officially, oh. officially released in the West, wasn't it? And you got it, like you know, some of the facts. The first. Um, when it came out, biggest development team for a game ever. Really? Over wow. Wow. That's over huge 100. for what? Mid 90s? So Yeah. And it had something impressive. like total budget, including marketing and everything, over like, I think it was over $50 million. Or $50 million. So we're talking about Hollywood talking. blockbuster budget and yeah. crew. Of, of a series that 
only really was known in Asia. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah, yeah. I think mm. you know you would have seen import copies of mm. the SNES versions banded about. Yeah, um, and you'd have heard of Final Fantasy, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't really have actually had anything to do with nope, it. No, no. It was cool. quite a mystical title, wasn't it? You like, heard about it. It was. It's his game. But do you know what? Because uh, um, the first time I played it was around my cousin's house. And um, he was a PlayStation pioneer when I was still playing Mega Drive stuff. <laughs> and uh, the advert, I don't know if you guys remember, Final Fantasy VII, I think, was one of the first, first actual computer game adverts I'd ever seen. Because, mostly, it was about advertising the console, wasn't it? Like, oh, it was, so, it yeah, was first rare. advert for Apart the individual from maybe, like, game. games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was rare that... You'd see, like, a, a, a Mega Drive advert and it'd show loads of clips of all the games. Exactly. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's more about the hardware. Mm. But Final Fantasy VII, they played, like, a little... The, the ad was just a little compilation of loads of the cutscenes. So, the uh, bit where so it's almost like a the trailer. train's going into Midgar. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Um, so, for listeners... Uh, for those of you who don't know what Final Fantasy VII is, um, <laughs> don't know how you can't, but um, it's essentially an RPG, yeah. PlayStation, released in 97, I'm going to say. Yeah, um, yeah. 997 was when I first started playing anyway, so it must have come out that It year. was, it was. Uh, it's a turn-based RPG, so like a lot that went before it, but did you know, even though it's a PlayStation game, it was originally developed for the SNES. Whoa. Ah, yeah. they okay. actually they actually started developing it in '94, and I think it got. Oh, wow. I think I read somewhere that it got delayed by um, SquareSoft finishing Chrono Trigger. Oh, okay, right. another classic. classic. Yeah. yeah, great game. Yeah, Chrono Trigger, but not as good as this one. Yeah. <laughs> not as good as this one. So, um, so Final Fantasy VII. Essentially, the the main protagonist is Cloud. He's um, an ex military guy yeah he's like a mercenary isn't he yeah he's like a mercenary he's like pay for pay for wage I don't know pay for fighting he does the fight yeah. he's like you pay him yeah you pay him you pay he does him the fighting and he'll hurt people yeah, basically. yeah so so his um, his uh, childhood mate Tifa has uh, persuaded him to help out with a group called Avalanche who are um, fighting against this company called Shinra who are draining their local well, their planet even. Yes, like of, the, the life of all of its life energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The life stream. That's it. The life stream, uh, which is you know gives um, Mako energy, which is where you get magic from as well. Oh, that's right. So Shinra are bad. So you can't sign up to uh, be um, British gas or whatever, or young mate. No, well, no, he's, that's not his kind. Yeah, of Yeah, Avalanche are kind of like they're like Greenpeace, aren't they? Oh, okay. Yeah, kind they're, of, they're, they're like eco. Yeah. Well, eco warriors. I don't yeah. mean it in a disparaging way, <laughs> no, but you know. No, yeah. So Avalanche are essentially like Greenpeace, slightly more but violent. Awesome swords. Awesome swords and, and spiky hair. guns and yeah, yeah, spiky hair and stuff. So the game starts out like that, uh, and then you just follow it through, and obviously like Cloud and Avalanche are against Shinra, and it takes a lot of different turns, mm. and the game is not just beating them and saving the planet. It's all about sorting out Cloud's head because mm. he's all over the place. In fact, you know, I'm, I'm going to list now. I'm going to quickly just list the things I think make this the best computer game ever. Uh, and then I'll go into it in a bit more detail. So the first thing, actually, is that with this, if you do all of the secret stuff in it, it's over 60 hours of gameplay. That's incredible. That's massive. 60 hours. 
when you think uh, Resident Evil and <laughs> I mentioned it Resident uh, Evil <laughs> in the Silent Hill think, uh, games like that you could whiz through in about 3-4 hours so you had about 3-4 hours of gameplay yeah um, once you got good at it yeah um, maybe Resident Evil 2 took a bit longer because you had to play it, play it both ways around but mm. for this and for the money there wasn't I don't think a better value game out so even on value sets, See, and, then, and this was the advantage know. of moving to the disc format wasn't it well yeah how many cartridges was it on the N64 <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh N64 oh. funny that you mentioned oh, that okay. as well the Ultra because, 64 yeah because they were actually looking at developing this for the N64 as well oh were they I think it fell flat on its face I think again because of cartridge things mm. and it's you know it was three discs on, on, on the Playstation that's, that's a lot yeah there's no way I mean they squeezed Resident Evil 2 onto an N64 cartridge, didn't they? Yes, yeah. oh my god. Just. <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think this, a, this would have been a bridge too far. That was a skinnier teeth job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the 60 plus hours is the first thing. Wow. That I think, you know, again, made it stand out of time. Uh, it's got a simple and exciting battle system. So it uses the same turn-based um, system mm. as other as other, um, as other RPGs, RPGs. But the real-time element really comes into effect. I'll talk about that in a little bit more detail in a moment. Uh, the graphics were amazing at the time. Oh, it yeah, uses a mixture, yeah, because it uses a mixture of sort of flat, flat to, uh, 2D... The pre-rendered backgrounds. Pre-rendered backgrounds, yeah. which look gorgeous. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, 3D environments. So, you know, there's all of that. The score, the musical score. The score is amazing. Yeah, the score is amazing. Even Fantastic. the sound effects, so, the battle system, so are cinematic. Amazing. You know, mm, mm. it's like a film. You can, see, you, you know, like the budget is obvious. You can from see the, it and the, hear the, it, and yeah, as soon you can. as you start playing it, uh, the exploration. Mm. You know, again, sixty hours, guys. Yeah. It's madness, isn't it? Sixty, it is madness. Um, and you got side games, side games. Yeah. Uh, chocobo breeding, which I can't do in a minute. Ah, the chocobos. Um, but yeah, the thing that really icing on the cake, best plot of any computer game ever. Mm. I've put it out there. Even with Silent Hill Two in the background. Ooh. Yeah. I've put it out there. I don't know. How about like the plot of Monkey Island, for example? That was great. That's really good. That's a good plot. Yeah. This is better. Ooh. I've put. I'm putting them out there. You know, wow. I'm, I'm opening myself up to ridicule. But I don't think ridicule, but you know, <laughs> you've got to stand by these things. Yeah. For me, by. Silent Hill 2, but, yeah. you know, horses for courses and all that. Courses. Yeah. Right, so, the battle system. So, yeah, it's a turn-based, but it's in real time. So you've got to be thinking. You've got to be thinking, you know, do I attack? What's my next move? Do I defend? Yeah. Exactly. So you can't spend ages thinking about what you're going to... Yeah, you can't just wait no. for a turn and then be like, right, okay. Oh, yeah, so you have to be quite quick. Yeah, you need oh, to yeah. do it. I've, I've, played this, I've played this game before. <laughs> yeah, it's coming back to me now. You have to be yeah. quite quick, didn't you? Snappy. Yeah. Mm. But when you're starting out, you can actually flick an option where it waits for you. So they've actually, uh, like, even for beginners okay. who aren't used... Cause, like, See, you know, that's a good idea. If you've never... If you've played... If you're used I to I wasn't a big RPG fan. No. I'll be honest with you. But real I time. just wasn't a big RPG fan before before FF7. Mm. And I had to use that weight option yeah, when I first started playing at my cousin's house. Yeah. Because I just couldn't... I couldn't get my head initially around the... Oh, I've got attack there. Oh, no. Better get a potion ready. Oh, yeah. And you know you're... Is that, unusual? Is that like unusual for RPGs? And it is, isn't it? That kind of... What, that it's so kind of dynamic? Yeah, yeah, I think it really took it to a whole new level and because all the other ones before were 
those 16-bit ones which are quite flat on the screen and you kind of like you see the character kind of jump a little bit and like the enemy will like flash and stuff yeah, yeah. this is all kind of it's all happening around you and you know the the menus so this is another thing the menus in that system are so easy to pick up mm. you know they're, they're in the same so attack is always the first one then you've got magic summon, summon maybe yeah some rpgs it. you get bogged down in the menus but it wasn't like get, that exactly it was so the way they thought about it i suppose they've, they've had six games to think about it yeah true so, you know, it hadn't yeah it wasn't really a big upgrade on final fantasy uh, menu systems before but you know they had to they they it, t- it takes a while to hone your skills mm. you know this is what this is our sixth podcast yeah <laughs> so we're like you we're know we're still rubbish so we yeah we'll get good one day guys <laughs> like the seventh one see seven ah, is the, no, so the, the magic number that's what we've got to wait to yeah. that's what I'm talking about <laughs> so and so so you've got the, the simplicity of the, the battle so mm. the, the diamond dynamicity dynamism dynamism thanks I prefer Dylan's word dynamicity dynamicity plus get in now the materia element. How do you pick up magic in the Final Fantasy VII um, world? How do you, do you remember? Oh, I'm trying to oh, my brain. Do you remember? You, know, I... you get little rocks called materia, ah. and they appear at where the Mako comes up on in of the ground. Okay. Yeah, in yeah. in Gaia, so I think that the planet's ah. called Gaia, and the materia elements, and then you put them onto slots on your weapons. So. When you go, when when you start with your basic weapons mm-hmm. at the beginning, you've only got a couple of different slots. So you go, okay, I put in my ice, I put in my restore. Oh, I remember yeah, this yeah. 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 Cure. But then as soon as you like, the more you go through the game and the better weapons you get, the more slots you get to put into, mm. you know, um, to put the material in. And they're just, oh man, you can spend hours putting all the material and working out different combinations. That in itself is a joy. But does does that not make it more confusing though? Weren't you praising the game for its simplicity earlier in a way? But this is the thing, it's good. I think it's good because it has a basic level of mm-hmm. simplicity, but it has an easy depth. to pick up depth. Yeah. yeah. And is it the game moves at a good pace, so you slowly build towards learning more and more this stuff. Is the thing. Because because when you get the new weapons and put in the material, it's so addictive because you want to see how the material not only affects how well you do in battles, but also how well protected your characters are because different types of material have different effects on your stats you, so as any RPG fan any Dungeons and Dragons fan will know it's all about your hit points and what mm. kind of damage you can do etc etc materia like the stronger ones will actually decrease your hit points oh. they might make you stronger yeah, of course with actually when you attack and stuff but then you know it decreases your hit points so you're like you've got to think of these balances and it's just putting it all together it is it's 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 pure joy. Would you say though this game makes you very materialistic? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good one. Materialistic. One. That is a good one. Yeah, I think probably a lot of people who owned this game back in the day would have been quite materialistic. <laughs> but um, yeah, they would have loved it. Um, but yeah, so you've got the not only can you've got like your stand your straightforward magic, yeah, but you've got summons and the summons are amazing like you've got like shiver coming down like freezing yeah everyone. they're kind of they're pretty spectacular when you do yeah, it are, are they more spectacular than the golden axe magic that's what I want to ask oh, 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 oh man golden axe like come on. dragon yeah <laughs> golden axe is amazing oh, come on man it's time. that's a tough question right oh well, you're trying to oh stop it um, <laughs> but, but yeah no it was you know like 
If you're talking about the, the, the dragon that yeah. comes across in the Golden yeah. Axe, you've got Ifrit. You've got Ifrit, you know, the god Ifrit in <laughs> Final Fantasy just breathing that fire down. And they just get stronger and stronger and stronger. And there is another hidden one I'll speak about in a minute. Mm. And, you know, all of these things, you bring all these things and just the, the battle. In fact, you could argue that in an RPG, the battle bit isn't actually meant to be the... It's more the exploration, isn't it? It's more the yeah. trying to yeah, find yeah. items and... It's the battle element is probably quite, quite small. But mm. in Final Fantasy VII, it, it kind of, it feels like the the exploration is great. But I think the, the battling just feels to be the kind the, the centerpiece, mm. and you can do some real damage, and it's yeah, brilliant. So that's the first thing that the battle, the battle mechanics cannot fault them, cannot fault the materia system, cannot fault. It's just oh, amazing. <laughs> so again, so go from there. So the graphics within. The graphics, the the three different types of graphic subs all work really well. Mm. So at key points, like I think um, Keith said earlier, you got an FM, so you got FMV sequences that kind of link link the, the main story, bits. Yeah. So uh, you know the, the opening sequence of Final Fantasy VII is um, Flower Girl, heiress, and she's kind of you kind of zoom away from her. She's kind of doing her daily things, getting about the town, and that bit still still send shivers down my spine in fact when they did the mock-up for the ps3 mm. don't you guys know this so currently it's currently in development for the ps4 oh, HD right. yeah they're doing a hd remake yeah. Yeah. but they did a, a sort of a tester just using ps3 graphics oh no a couple i seen years that. ago and it was a man seriously shivers Amazeballs. All the hairs on my all the hairs on my body just just stood up on it. <laughs> but it's this kind of use, and you know that bit where the train comes in, and uh, at the first bit of the game, and then uh, the bit where there's a bit right at the beginning of the game where Cloud's kind of done his first mission for Avalanche, and then all of these Shinra shoulders are around him. You think, oh, oh I'm stuck, man. <laughs> What's going on? And you just leap over the bridge, and then the next bit it kind of like seamlessly cuts to an FMV sequence of the of the of the train kind of going through the tunnel and you know it's all of it links in and when you go when you go out into the world then it's all in 3d so you're, yeah. you're roaming around the planet and it's all in 3d it's like it all just links together seamlessly it does look great yeah and the music <laughs> god the music is still i hear it on people's ringtones on the bus do you? Mm. Seriously. The music Do you is give like, a little wink, the old Final Fantasy wink? There is. This is kind of like, I know where that's from. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's been, you know, there's been concerts, haven't there, and tours and stuff oh, yeah, where it's been yeah, played yeah. symphonically. The and... score is that amazing. Yeah. And it just, you know, over 100 people to make one That's massive at, time. at that time. For, yeah. At that time, you know, unheard of. For an RP, you'd think now it's standard for for any like new new gen games yeah, any new gen RPG you'd have more than 100 mm. you'd have more than 200 probably but yeah it all just fits in amazingly um, the next thing uh, the character development so with any RPG you have your standard set of characters yep. and you'll go around and you'll pick up guys on the way so at the beginning you have Cloud uh, you've got his mate you've got uh, the Avalanche crew as well then Eris Flower Girl comes in and it's good because every every new character brings their own kind of side story, mm. and it's all about how they all, you know, gang together and kind of you know they're not just random people that you pick. So from you know later on in the game, uh, when you're out when you're out of the first you know when when you finish Midgar, and 
you've got your party, you can choose different parties all the time. Right. You know, you can kind of like... You can relegate people. Yeah, so, yeah, so you've got like three, right. you carry three people at a cool time. Cool shit, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they've all got their own different abilities, but they've got the standard level up. Mm. So in an RPG, you just level yeah. up your characters. But with this now, they've got limit breaks as well. So that adds something in. What is a limit breaker? Here you are. Does it, yeah. does it mean you limit how high you can level well, someone up to? Or? Well, this is the thing. So, in the battle sequence, there are two bars. So there's one bar that fills up, which is like your weight gauge, and per character. So you have to wait until that gets right to the end, and then you can then they take their turn. Now the other one is the the limit. So it's a bit like being provoked. Mm. So when your characters get hit, their limit gauge oh, okay. goes up. And when it maxes out and starts in flashing, when that the attack option in the menu in the menu bar mm-hmm. is replaced with limit, and it's just it's like flashing rainbow, and you, it's just saying press me, <laughs> really? press me, yeah. yeah. So at the beginning, and it, all it does, it, it every character has their own different ones, and just finding those out as well. So they usually like some of them just focus like maximum energy on one yeah. on one on, on, on one enemy, others kind of obliterate everything there's one that one of the characters does later called all creation which is like this massive like beam of light that just annihilates all the enemies on the screen like 9999 hit points (laughs) and it's just that even that in itself because you want to know you want to like they have four limit levels and you want to see what each one does like because you want to have that power you just want to and Cloud gets some badass ones later on. Mm. I'll come to that in a minute as well. <laughs> so, you know, he gets some badass ones later on. And, you know, like I said, each character has their own little side story. There's Red 13, he's like a lion type thing, and they were doing experiments on him, like, like Shinra were doing a bit experiments like on him. He's a bit like Blanca, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you end up going to his hometown uh, shortly after. Sort of, they, they manage to, to rescue him. You've got uh, a guy called Sid. Final Fantasy games. Does anyone like any good Final Fantasy? Uh, there's a character called Sid. There's a character called, <laughs> there's a character called Sid in every Final Fantasy. Oh, is that actually true? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ones I've played, there's definitely been a Sid, even if he's been a. Like, a, like hey, a side character. If I was going to go on a quest, I'd like to go on someone's cool Sid. He's right. the pilot, isn't he? Yeah, so he he's is. the pilot who was head of the space program, so Shinra's space program. And you go to a place called Rocket Town where he lives, mm. and you can see the rocket, and it's all kind of decayed, it's like falling down. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, this guy's never going to get into space. Spoiler alert, does get into space. Yay. So... No, no Team Rocket though, because that's another famous no team RPG game yeah. Pokemon. Oh my god, no. They should oh. blast off. Uh, so yeah, the character development is amazing and you really do get to know these mm. guys. And even the ones... So there, there are two characters that you don't need to, to progress in the game. So there's Yuffie, uh, who lives in a place called Wutai, and there's a vampire called Vincent, uh, those uh, who lives in the... Um, in the mansion, or the basement of the mansion where Cloud actually grew up, so that's another great bit of the game. Um, but you don't need them. But can you keep them if you want? You to? can keep them. I think you should get them. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, Vincent, you don't leave Vinny alone. You don't leave Vinny alone, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so they do. So again, the characters open up the exploration in the game. Mm. So not only is you have the world, but the actual towns and areas in the game mm. are are a joy to 
to investigate. Because even though they're flat 2D rendered uh, screens, yep. if you press select on um, on your controller, it will show you exactly where all the <laughs> all the doors are, which I love. So that looks cheap almost. No, it's actually they actually tell you it's uh, oh. the, it's part of the tutorial. So you can actually see where the doors are and things, and you can find those hidden tre- uh, treasure chests. And, nice. You know, so it's not just the exploration within the world, mm. it's the actual areas themselves well, are great. I don't want to go on a tangent, but that's why I like Zelda so much, because they've, they've got the oh, main plot. There you go, plot. he's mentioned it. He's They've got the main plot, but half the fun, or even more than half the fun, I think, is doing the side quests. Mm. Okay. And it, it just it adds so much more to the story. Yeah. That's what I think. And, you know, I do remember playing this game. It's been a lot... Um, it's been, I don't know, almost 20 years yeah, since I've played it, yeah. truthfully. And yeah. it's a bit hazy. My memory's a bit hazy. Mm. But I do remember... I've got great memories of it. You know, it I really do. And you're right, part of it is just not going on the mission. I, I know I'll go down there, but I'll go this way instead. See what happens if I go that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because there are loads of ways. It's quite... Even though you're... After the first, I think, about six hours of the game, mm. uh, when you go out of Midgar and you're actually in the world, it's quite restrictive on how you get around it. So you've only got like um, a plane that doesn't fly and then you've got like a hovercraft that can't go over certain bits of water. So it, tie- it ties you into certain parts of the, um, to, to certain parts yeah, of the world. Yeah, it's quite linear. You've got but, to go this way. But it's clever in the way that it opens up the rest of the world. Mm. So later on you get the, obviously the, the plane... It's like a blimp type of that, thing. That can yeah, fly. Yeah, like you know, yeah. they can you just fly around and see everything. But uh, there are certain bits that you can only get to via chocobos. Chocobos. What, what are these chocobos you're talking about? Chocobos have had their own game, I think. I think there was actually a chocobo racing game. With they're chickens, aren't they? No. They're not chickens. They're, like, they're, they're chocobos. Like horses, they're like they're like horses, basically. They're still, they're still going, aren't they? Yeah. They're a big part <laughs> of Final Fantasy XV. And so. this is another thing because. The, the chocobo breeding, uh, which you'll need to do, because you, you'll, be like, um, you'll see that you need uh, a chocobo, well, you need a chocobo materia to, um, for chocobos to appear in battles. Wait, wait, wait what are chocobos look like again? They're they, like big chickens. They, they, do, so they, they, they chickens. do look like big chickens. That's what I thought, yeah. But they're not you chickens. You can't call them chickens. Emus. You can't Final really Fantasy chickens. fans will get really angry if you call them chickens. Emus. Yeah. <laughs> chocobos. <laughs> Rod Hull and Chocobo. Right. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a folk band, doesn't it? Rod Hull and Chocobo. <laughs> it does. But, uh, yeah, so you meet the Chocobos in the battles, and you've got to try not to hit them. You've got to try and kill the enemies around them and feed them cabbages, or the ca- greens. <laughs> cabbages. Right? You, you feed them the greens, and they kind of, they're kind they too busy eating that to really notice what's going on around them. Oh. And then you catch them. And then at, some, at one point in the game, you, you can rent stables, and then you catch the Chocobos, and then you introduce them to each other via a nut. So they both have like a cheeky little nut, and uh, you know, like different types of nut. And um, so you've got a, so you've got your standard chocobo, but then you get blue chocobos. Ooh. I think go up mountains, and then you've got uh, green chocobos that go over water. Oh, it's one or the other way around. I don't know. I, I forget now. Uh, but then you you, you breed them until got the, you get a the limited edition vanilla version, maybe. You get a yeah. No, it's right. no, no, <laughs> So then you get those ones, and then you um, make two of those to get uh, a black chocobo that can do both. But then you've got to make. I think you've got to make the black chocobo with a green chocobo or one of the other ones. Black and, and then, green can't mix, can it? No, you can. You can. You can do it. You can do it. And then you get a gold chocobo. Gold. And a gold chocobo is what you need to get the Knights of the Round Summon. Yeah, yeah, people, yes, you Ooh. know this. You know this, the Knights of the Round Summon. Basically, I think there's about 20 knights or something, and they all do like maximum damage. So if, wow. you, if you summon them, 
Whoa. Whoever's at the end of the receiving Excalibur. end of that. They're dumb. They're dumb, mate. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that, the chocobo breeding, apart from the fact that you have to race them, which I'll again come on to in a minute, uh, it's, again, really, it, it's really engaging in the way that because everything is so perfectly balanced before with the weapons, the items, and the material, mm. you want... You want to breed them. You want to get every kind of material that you can. And uh. yeah, so one of the things you have to do is race them in the gold saucer, which is like a I suppose it's like a Chessington world of adventures that's in the that's in the world of Final <laughs> Fantasy. A theme 7. park. Yes, it's essentially a okay. theme park. Uh, and it's one of the first things that you do after you come out of Midgar. Again, it's one of the first things I think within the first ten hours of the game. And you have a nice romantic date with Eris in the gold, the gold saucer, uh, <laughs> on one of the rides. Uh, and then later on, what happens be- between certain key stages in Final Fantasy? You'll see there's uh, they're not they're they're a bit too good to be called mini games. They're sort of side quests, side quest game, side <laughs> action elements. So at the end of the first bit of the game where you're actually leaving Midgar, it actually flicks back to a 3D motorbike racing uh. sequence. So your team are in a, a van and you're on a motorbike and you have you can press buttons to swing your it's a bit like Road Rash. Okay, yeah. So yeah. and then so it has this Road Rash game, you play as Cloud yeah. and you've got to bash off the uh, the the cycle the motorcyclist coming at the van. That in itself could be its own game. Like I said, it could have actually been like a Final Fantasy Road Rash. That would be cool. Wow. So there's that one. Uh, there's one where you have to get into a, sub- a submarine and then chase down a Shinra submarine. That is like a 3D, one of these old like uh, vectory 3D submarine marine games. That, again, could be could its, be its, own, own, game. Game. Could be its yeah. own game. And they're all in the gold saucer layer. So you can actually enjoy them. Mm. There's a snowboarding one. Nice. So there's actually a really good snowboarding one. There's a bit like SSX. So I bet this, is why, SSX. this would be why there was such a huge development team, though. Because mm-hmm. I bet they were part <laughs> yeah. of the team that worked yeah. solely on those sections. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's it. That's what's needed. What's your favourite side quest out of all of them? Have you described all of them now? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I think I think the motorbike one, actually. Yeah. It's quite. It's like Road Rash. It's like Road It's like Final How Fantasy can that be bad, then? It can't be bad. Exactly. <laughs> it can't be bad. We love Road Rash. Oh, really so you've got the side quest. And yeah, you've got the Chocobo racing as well. Mm. So at the beginning, you can only bet... You can only gamble money on chocobo Chocobos. racing and maybe get an item or two. But later on, when you're like leveling up your chocobo, chocobo breeder, and you're nailing all that, you can get, so you can get even better items. There are some items that you can only so get well, in I, chocobo. You racing. may have said this already, but you can. The reason why you work these chocobos is to you know, get more material. Is that right? Am I, t- am I talking rubbish? The yeah. So it, you ideally you want to get a gold chocobo yeah. because then you you can get these. Uh, hard to reach material around the world. So, so there's like this, this one island in, on the on the plant on, on the map, which you can't. There's nowhere to land, so oh. the only way to get to it is through a gold chocobo, because you can't oh. land your big old blimp type thing. Ah. So you these chocobos to, can fly as well and run. They can run. They can only. They can run and swim. Oh, oh, sorry, gotcha. They can, they can't fly, but they can run and swim. They can get anywhere on the on the map. If a chocobo, a gold chocobo can get. Anywhere if it on could the map. fly, you wouldn't need any vehicle in the game, would you? <laughs> no, that would have cut it a bit short. Uh, but yeah, so there's that, and so the gold saucer is there. So if you get bored with the actual RPG element of it, then you can just go, go to a gold saucer, hang out, nice. play some games. There's like a shooting game as well. So you're on a roller coaster. You can shoot balloons and stuff. 
That's its own game. It could be its own game. It's crazy. And there's a battle arena, which you need to get Cloud's best limit break, the Omni Slash. Oh. Omni Slash. It's basically like there's a million clouds. You you stand no chance, mate. If you've got got one of the the big, like one of his best swords, Omni Slash. (laughs) If you're a bad guy, it would literally be an Omni Shambles, wouldn't it? It would be an Omni Shambles. (laughs) It would be Omni Terrible. It really wouldn't be. Yeah. So, you know, this... All of these elements bring it together. Three so, discs, you said. Three discs. You can see mm. why. And, and that, yeah. is just on a, that, that is just on a gameplay. You know, even if the plot was rubbish, that would still make a good game. Yeah. But the, the gameplay. But the so plot, much depth to it. The plot is not rubbish. <laughs> the plot is very good. Wait, so is the plot better than the Final Fantasy film plot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a bit of a waste of time, wasn't it? But Advent Children, which is actually the sort of kind of sequel to. Final Fantasy VII is worth a watch. So, what? oh, the actual that. second. There's a second film, isn't it? Well, that, there, yeah. So the um, Final Fantasy film was the Spirits Within. Spirits Within, yeah. no good. Then you had Advent Children, which was based around the characters in Final Fantasy VII. Oh, okay, I, I, I've I not seen them. I went to the cinema to see Spirits Within. Did you? Yeah. Well, well done. done. It was, yeah. Well done. I, how many people <laughs> can say they saw it at the cinema? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see it at the cinema. I only saw it a couple of years later and I thought, God, good job I didn't go and see it in the cinema. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, well, have, no, yeah. Yeah, so Advent yeah. Children, watch it. But so, the plot, massive spoilers coming oh. up. This is where I really Yeah, there's one name what? that I'm sure we haven't heard yet. Ah. <laughs> one certain name. Do you want me what? to sing it? Yeah, go on. Please. Sir Piroth. <laughs> Can go. you sing it one more time? Sir Piroth. <laughs> I said it. I said, said it. it then. So, so basically... The, the game starts out as just a normal kind of romance. So, Aeris likes Cloud. Cloud maybe likes T for a bit. It's a bit love triangle mm-hmm. You think, okay, it's a bit... It's a bit... Yeah. We, eh, we get it. Yeah. We understand it. Bit, yeah. And then, massive spoiler. Sephiroth! <laughs> <laughs> Who was actually one of... Um, a guy who used to work for Shinra. And also a guy that Cloud worked with. Back in the day, uh, good buddies. Back in the uh, day, <laughs> back in the day. Well, back in the day, I think he looked up to Sephiroth as some kind of. Wait, some what's kind his of name? Sephiroth. 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 Do you think he's sending? Yeah, show him how it's spelled. I'm. Oh, I. Sephiroth. 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 Okay. I can't stop singing. Our listeners are going to turn off. So, so yeah. So you've got this. So he kind of. Sephiroth's always in the background now. At the end of the first disc, so Eris er- is one of your your playable characters. Mm. At the end of the first disc, Sephiroth comes down and murders her right in front oh. of your face. Oh, no. oh. It was a normal romance story. It just turned into vengeance Ooh. of the highest caliber. So that's, it, spend... that's the end of the game. Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, because man, I, I don't know about. I don't know if you guys can remember how he playing it. You, you guys haven't played it for a little while, but the the anger, you know, she's he's killed her right in front of your face. You want to get him, and you want to get him bad. See, now that in itself is unusual because usually you're playing the game right. Though this is the story: this yeah. man killed this man's wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 you are on the quest for revenge, but you haven't actually controlled that character or lived through the story mm-hmm. up to that point. Mm-hmm. Normally, you start there, mm-hmm. but like you're saying, you sort of it always has more of an effect. You know, like the beginning of. The Last of Us. Yes. Where, yeah, you're, yeah. where yes. you're the girl. Yeah, oh and then God, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It always, it's always worse when you first start off as a character and then something befalls that character mm. and then it all kicks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Now, Final Fantasy VII really didn't go into on, on the back of the box. It doesn't really go into a great deal of detail about the plot, mm. but the way it the way it develops through the game is amazing. Like, uh, I just can't I'm play it now again. You've got to. So, uh, so, the, so basically, the gang are after Sephiroth the whole the whole time, and Cloud has to sort out his own mind because uh, he falls into the live stream and has a bit of a breakdown. Now he thinks he's someone, but he's actually someone else. Oh, well, that was a bit. What are you on about? That's so, confusing. Are you massive spoiler. Right, <laughs> massive spoiler. So, at the beginning of the game, he purports to be like ex Shinra. He's like ex soldier. They call it. So it's like Shinra's highest, highest ranking. But it actually, tra- it actually transpires that he was a lackey, an actual bystander. So he's actually done a Don Draper. Have you guys watched about um, Mad Men? See a couple of. Right, yeah, I didn't watch it properly. So basically, um, Don Draper in Mad Men is not Don Draper. He's, oh, actually a guy okay. called, he's actually a guy called Dick Whitman. I didn't know that. Uh, a, a deserter in the Korea War who actually steals a guy's identity. Oh, okay. Cloud, it transpires later in the game, that Cloud's actually done the same thing. He's actually living, he's actually sort of convinced himself. He's, he's this guy called Zack. And there's this really intriguing bit where you go to Cloud's hometown and there's all these conflicting like memories. And like, he kind of sees himself one place and then he goes to his childhood like home and Nothing just nothing seems to fit, mm. and then later on, like Sephiroth shows him exactly who he is, oh. and it's like, oh man, it just it just ugh, I'm actually getting tingles talking. About it. <laughs> so it just because you have to sort out Cloud at the same time as sorting out everyone else's mm. stuff, because you've got Sid wants to get into space, and like, they have to. It's kind of awkward how they actually get him up into space, and um, Barrett has so Barrett is one of the main guys at Avalanche at the beginning. And you actually go to his hometown and work through a whole story with his best mate, uh, who actually had his arms shot off. They actually, both had their arms shot off because of each other. Oh yeah, he's got away. like the bone yeah. arms. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like it's deep stuff. Yeah. Every story has its own thing. There's um, another character called Kate Sith, who's a spy for Shinra, who actually turns against them and actually Ooh. actually comes with you in the end nice. because he's trying to steal this key off you. For the Temple of the Ancients, and you know, it just all the way it all links together. It's like a one massive sixty-hour-long film that you actually control. Yeah, I was gonna say, it sounds like there's a lot of plot threads to like tie up, and it is. But the good thing about the game is it doesn't bog you down in FMV. It mm. doesn't bog you down in cut sequences. One of my main gripes with games these days is that there's too much FMV you and too much waiting around. spend a lot of time around. watching them. Yeah. yeah. Final Fantasy VII has the perfect balance. It will show you a gorgeous FMV cutscene and then you'll be bang into the action. Good. You'll be bang in there. And then right at the end of the game, you go, Sephiroth is down in the, the centre of the planet and you have to go down there and you get him. And you get him good. Yeah. <laughs> and you actually, big spoiler alert, the last bit of the game, after you beat like one of his mutations, is just Cloud, Sephiroth, and you just omni slash him again, really? and again and again until he kicks it, and it's the most satisfying ending to a video game. I ever. never got that far, man. I never got. I know. And for those of you who haven't played it, I've completely ruined it. But I did say spoiler alert. Yeah, true. I did say. I did say. I'm definitely going to be picking up the um, so the remake or the remaster. That's it. When's the remake due? Do you know? I don't ago. think there's a date on it, but it's oh. sort of in in production. But yeah. I'll definitely be getting. They showed. I've seen the first. 
uh, kind of the first bit where he's yeah, I saw footage of that. It looks amazing. It's pretty amazing. So, but, yeah. so after you finish the game, what do you do? You, you play, play all again. over again. <laughs> you play all over again because you've missed loads of the weapons. Yeah. There are now um, part of the part of the game is that you've got uh, these kind of guardians of the live stream of the planet called Weapon, and there's about three or four of them, and they're all these massive like dragon type monsters who are almost impossible to kill. So you've got there's a couple at the end of the game mm. that you need to be super like you need to have got everything in the game essentially to beat them, and you want to beat them. So uh, you can actually leave it hanging on the on the third disc just before you go to the center of the earth and do all of the really? do all of the extraneous stuff. So yeah, oh, okay. try and beat the weapons and like there's one that lives under the water and there's one that lives in the sand and try and get them and it's just it just keeps it's a, it's a gift it's the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> Final Fantasy yeah. 7 did, did you finish it completely did you go back and get everything I've completed it but have you well, actually 100% no. that's it so yeah. I wouldn't say I've ever done it 100% because I've never defeated those two big weapons because they just I just never seem to get the right combination or something mm. and I've, you know I've, I haven't bothered looking up uh, cheats or anything to, right. to try and beat them but I have actually played the game through I reckon about seven or eight times honestly that's from the beginning that's a lot but just to experience the story especially for a game that big you know oh, it's easy oh yeah I've played Sonic 2 for 20 times yeah. if you could but, guess yeah, for a game many, that big yeah. how many hours have you been into this game did you say oh my god <laughs> it's got to be th- I'd say hundreds hundreds yeah. it's got to definitely be hundreds and there's you know Final Fantasy 7 fans will know I haven't touched on a lot of the things here but I could talk about I talk about this all day mm. um, there's Genova like Sephiroth's mum in, in a variety of different formats you've had to take her down and all those fights are epic there are um, there's enemy skills so you can um, one, one of the materia actually when certain enemies do uh, attacks on you you learn them and you oh, can do nice. them back yeah, on them yeah, yeah. and oh, just you could just keep going on and on about this game <laughs> and that's why I'm so like the most recent Final Fantasies have been so linear mm-hmm. they had Squaresoft Square now, Square Enix. Square Enix. Had, you know, the, formula. they had the formula there. And they actually followed it through pretty much with Final Fantasy VIII. Which was good. And Final Fantasy IX. So the, the PlayStation Final Fantasy... Yeah, it was after that, wasn't it, really? That Then it all kind of went a bit wrong. Wait, so this is a PS1 game, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And have, what's Final Fantasy VIII? Is that PS1? PS1 as well. Yeah. So and also Final Fantasy IX. Yeah. yeah. Right. So Both of those are really good. They don't come up to this level, mm. but Final Fantasy VIII is... Again, I'll talk about that maybe another day, because... Did you ever get an opportunity to play the previous games? I know that they're not translated and such. I bought uh, recently, well, just after, actually a couple of years after Final Fantasy VII came out, they remastered six right. for the PS1, so mm, I got that. that yeah. uh, but it just never touched, you know, it didn't, it grabbed it didn't you, take me much yeah. because I'd been Final Fantasy VII before. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, mm. So this is their peak, would you say? Definitely. Mm. The peak, I'm, I'm telling you, it's yeah. like the peak of gaming. You know, like, it's, yeah. I think it's probably fair to say it was the game that helped popularise Japanese RPGs oh, yeah. around the Def- world and, ever, and ever since you know yeah. there's Pokemon that Pokemon you could argue is pretty JRPGs well. Mm. well yeah Pokemon is oh, an RPG well, an RPG in a sense yeah, yeah. but this is like Final Fantasy like it would Pokemon it, doesn't really have a plot let's be honest <laughs> yeah not too much <laughs> the, well, the plot's pretty much always the same but yeah, yeah no it's just, Final Fantasy turns non-RPGers to RPGers well, I, Final Fantasy VII. I, I got this game and I think I got it because you kept pressuring me and my, my, <laughs> wife, my wife-to-be bought it for me actually. So um, I really got into it. I did like it. 
Uh, I never completed it. I put my hands no, up. No, I didn't. I didn't. And I feel a bit guilty now because when I was playing it, I enjoyed it. But I think it's one of those mm. games where I kind of stopped playing it for a little bit and I played other little it games. It's hard me to get back up to it. Yeah, yeah, you kind yeah. of lose, you forget about it a little bit. Yeah. But I do feel a bit guilty now, especially after listening. I want to play it now, really. It takes it takes a lot of your time, and I think if you don't, if you're new to it and yeah. just put it down. Uh, just to get your head around where you were before just mm. with the materia yeah. and what characters you're using and trying to get them on a rotation so you want to max out all their limit breaks and it's you have to kind of you have to stick with it over, over to kind of dedicate time. some time to yeah. it it's, it's a milestone isn't it in gaming it is it is one it of definitely those definitely milestone like, boom, well, you it's, it's, all, it's 20 it's, yeah. 20 years man 20 years old <laughs> 20 years it is 20 years old it's you know it's it's if it was American, it'd almost be old enough to drink. <laughs> so, I don't know. But listeners, you know, I, th- I think I've said my bit. I think I've put forward my case. Mm. If you think there's a better game... And I've, you know, let's be honest. I know that I, I joke sometimes that I only play old games. But I've played most consoles, landmark games. You know, I've played the Halos. I've played the Last yeah. of Us's. Yeah, yeah. I've played, um, you know, more Ratchet and Clank games that you can shake and stick at. <laughs> But you know, so you know, I've been around, and I've got to say, nothing as a complete package, you know, nothing comes close to Final Fantasy VII. Okay, now as we did before the Silent Hill Two podcast, uh, we asked you guys to get in touch on Twitter and Facebook with your memories of Final Fantasy VII. So let's have a look at those now. At Juiceman513 says the squat contest against Big Bro threatening Don Corneo's nuts. Barrett saying hey baby to the Choco Chicks. <laughs> um, at Press Quit says God I love Final Fantasy 7. Basically all of it is my fave moment. At That Gamer Wesley said he remembers staying up all night playing this game. Love the whole cutscene when you break free and you're in the world outside Midgar. That is an awesome moment. I have to agree with that, definitely. Um, there's a slice of glamour here from at Daz Storm, who remembers purchasing it from Game in Derby, then buying some pea and ham soup, four cans of Carlin, and sitting in his student digs all day. So it's uh, classy there. Um, what else have we got? Let's have a look here. And knowing Rad the Third says, I was obsessed with this game before it even came out. Played the Tabara number one demo constantly. At L33T Gaming said, Final Fantasy VII set the standard for scope, scale, character development, battle engine, and cool factor. It's hard to argue with any of that. Um, it really did set that standard going forward, and it's been obviously an incredibly influential game. Well, on, on gaming generally, I would say. But obviously, specifically on the RPG genre. At Arcade Facts, it's the most iconic Final Fantasy, in my opinion, and the only one in which you can breed and waste chocobos. At X and A, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII recently, and I happened to watch Akira, and I found there's a lot of inspiration. Hard to disagree with that as well. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see it in the cityscapes um, and the backgrounds, and just kind of the general aesthetic in Final Fantasy VII. Um, you know, even down to Cloud's motorbike and things like that. Um, so yeah, I, can, I definitely see that influence there. Um, and lastly, James Miller says, Many, 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 many hours of my life making a gold chocobo. That is all. 
So I think that rounds that out nicely. So thanks so much for getting in touch, guys. Really appreciate it as always. We are on Twitter at Arcade Attack UK. I'm on there at Keith Barlow82 and Adrian is at arcade underscore Adriano. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash arcade attack UK. All of the previous podcasts are available on the website at www.arcadeattack.co.uk. You can stream the podcasts from SoundCloud and they're also available to download for free on Podbean, Stitcher and iTunes where you can also leave us a review and a rating which would be very, very much appreciated. Um, And uh, on that note, take care and we'll speak to you soon.